This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because baby, there's no time like the present. Especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad time, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Good evening, fellow foxes. How the devil are we? <sighs> a day later than normal. Is it going to be any better? I haven't seen it yet. The press conference, I don't know. Well, I've got an idea what was said, obviously, because I've planned the show, but I haven't seen it. So I'm going to see it for the first time in a few minutes. On the day that another club beat us to the sacking of the manager, whole town have sacked their manager and they play tonight. Something's gone on there. Oh, and Billich says Watford didn't hire me to fire me. <laughs> you think not, do you? This is Lester Till I Die TV. Thanks for watching. It's the press conference review. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we all doing? Uh, Rogers, Leicester owners backed me to turn this around. Uh, says there's been no conversations with the Leicester ownership over the international break. And you say that is the owners <laughs> trusting you and backing you to turn things around? Uh, let's welcome Brad in and see what he thinks. Uh, good evening, Brad. How are you? Uh, I'm not too. I'm not too bad, mate. How, uh, how are you? I'm not so bad. Not so bad. Um, you had me panicking there for a minute. I'm not going to lie, but um, welcome along. <laughs> <laughs> you you just like no to see me uh, empty me bowels, don't you? Um, not 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 every day, but some days. You know, I like to mix it up. Yeah, well, in fairness, it's it's probably not at the top there of uh, viewing sports, is it really? You know, but uh, <laughs> talking of viewing, have you seen the press conference? No, I have not. And yeah. in regards to Rogers's question in statement saying that the owners haven't spoken to him over the international break, well, they're currently watching Leicester's. Uh, well, we're watching Leicester Sister Club. Attended a game out there, so they haven't been around recently either. So no, I loved. I don't know. It wasn't an official site. It wasn't a well-known. Whether you like it or not, the Sun or the Daily Mail or the Telegraph, the Guardian, or you know a reputable TV company. It was. It was. It was some football site that said um, that uh, Top was flying in to have talks with Brendan. And I, I had to comment because somebody tagged me in it uh, on, I think it was Twitter or Facebook. And I said, well, how can he be flying in to do that when he's flying to Belgium first? Yeah, exactly. I mean, do, do any of these places ever check their sources? I don't know. I don't know. No, they, they, all they do, make is they, they, they take a chance. They, hit, they get wind of the owner taking a journey and giving yeah. our form and recent they're going to ponder it to come speak to Brendan and then look foolish yeah. when he ends up in Belgium. I, I guess, I, <laughs> I guess he's hoping to at least see one of his sides win uh, this week. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Commiserations yeah. to the ladies. Uh, we were oh, able to cover yeah. it last night, but uh, they lost to, um, to, Everton ladies one nil. So oh, Chris, it was gutting. It was a ninety fourth minute, and she didn't even need to try and make the save either. In the end, it was going wide. After it was gutting. Was it? A, 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 was it a, a dive? You know, a in off? Was it? Well, no. It it was weird. Um, it was Danny Ward esque clanger. If I do point uh, the phrase. Uh, she initially, obviously, look, from a goalkeeper's perspective, I feel sorry for her because it's one of them saves that you're not quite sure if it's going to go wide, so you don't want to look foolish and flat-footed no. if you know you could have saved it. And in the end, she made a save to it that she didn't need to, and it was an empty net that had bundled it into. And in the 94th minute as well, Chris, away from home, they had. I don't think they... I could be wrong, but I think the, the women's only managed one draw last season. I think yeah. they were all wins that kept them up. I could be wrong. Well, but, um, bad luck to the yeah. ladies. We will uh, see how they get on in the Continental Cup this Sunday. Um, so it's a break from the league, and they travel up back up to Lancashire to Blackburn Rovers, and um, we will be covering that from one thirty on Sunday. Yeah, and I'm yeah. hoping that's a bit nicer to them because last year, if memory serves me right, they were in a group with Manchester City and Manchester United. Oh, I think we've got Liverpool. I know of one this season. Yeah, Liverpool are newly promoted to the division. Unlike their glory, glory Liverpool, 
the women's side have a bit of learning to do. They, they've come up this year. They came up as champions. Well, they did beat Chelsea in the first game. Yeah, they, did. They, they had a shock win over Chelsea in the first yeah. game. So, hello to Leicester fan, like I say. We are doing fine. Scott is in. Good evening, Scott. Uh, Apologise for not being on for a while, mate. You do not have to apologise at all. Um, it does not, you know, we, we, we're just pleased to see you when we see you. Uh, and as he's saying, please like to both channels there. Um, Terry, uh, hi guys. I've all heard the conference in full enjoy. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Uh, hello, Chris and Brad says, David, that's a big mug of something nice there, Chris. Coffee. <laughs> it may well be coffee, uh, but as it says on the front, I don't think you can see that at all. I'd rather have a beer. Um, too many tablets at the moment. But here we go, Brad. Uh, we're going to play the whole conference through, um, 20 minutes, and then what I'll do, Brad, is I'll come to you with certain comments uh, and, and we'll discuss them. Yeah, no worries, mate. Brilliant. Here we go. Oops. Here we go again. Yeah, what we had, um, Wilfred and Didi came back early, um, but he's he's looking really positive, trained the this morning, so uh, so he hopefully will be will be fine. Um, we had uh, Dennis Pratt had a, a few days where he's uh, he was struggling, but again he's come through the last few days well and uh, and look look good in training. So uh, so yeah, so I think we're we're okay. And off the back of the Spurs result, mm. did the international break come at a good time? Do you think a time to reassess maybe ahead of coming course? Yeah, it, it definitely sort of broke the cycle that, that we were on. We tough summer, tough start to the season with the games. Um but also gave us a chance to to reflect on, on the performance and uh, despite the scoreline there was uh, there's lots from a coaching perspective we could look at uh, and analyze that was was good in the game. Uh, and if we can organise a little better some of the, 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 the small details within the game then um, you know we believe that we can really push on in this next set of games. And James Madison said afterwards that, you know, conceding again from the set piece, he said, you know, if you would have said how many hours we spent on the training ground defending mm. set pieces, and he was quite gutted. What, what do you think is missing from the matches from what you're working on from the training pitch? Well, I think when you're on a, a run of games where you're, you're not winning, then of course your, your confidence can be affected. But I look at for, for large parts of that game, up for 72 minutes of the game, when it was at 3-2, we were still very much in the game and uh, defended well, we're, we're tight, we're together. And actually, when the game opened up, it was actually from us, but it was from a good place. You know, it was the players behind in the game, just want to throw everything to get back into the game. And of course, you know, you do that against Tottenham, then uh, they've got uh, Hurricane and Son who are incredible in, in transition and, and can punish you. So uh, so the scoreline, I didn't feel reflected the, uh, the the game because for large parts of it, I thought we were very good in the game. But but listen, we, uh, you know, we, we can't deny we, we were disappointed with the, the two set pieces. Like James said, we, we do hours of work, study, analysis, work on the field. Um, but it's been able to take that into, into the game situation because apart from those two moments, we uh, we didn't concede so much, uh, especially in the first half. And because of the run you've been on, Duncan, have you had any conversations with the ownership during the international break around and to improve results in the pitch? No, no, I haven't. Um, but the ownership 
trust me and, and they expect that I will that I'll turn it around. Uh, and if they don't, they will tell me. Our our conversations are very open and honest and we communicate well. I, I've seen talk a number of times and uh, we speak when he's over. So um but I've had nothing but support from, from the club but uh but I also understand uh, where, where we sit, and, and this is why we, we look forward to the game now on Monday. And just final question then for you. So, what have you made of their start to the season? And what have you made of their transfer window as well? Some 22 players. Do you imagine as a manager that could be quite hard to integrate into a new team? Very much so. I think it's um, sort of contrast, really, in terms of the where we're at with the two the two clubs in terms of signings and whatnot. But uh, but listen, it's always difficult that first year back in. I've never experienced that myself as as a manager. And Steve's done a brilliant job there to take them from where they were to get them into the Premier League, to then create a cohesive unit and team uh, with so many new faces is, is a real real challenge. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's been a difficult start also for them in terms of uh, some of the results. But uh, but for us, it's a great game for us to to look forward to. You know, what we really owe the supporters on this one. You know, it has been a great start to the season for us. The, the result last last year. So we're we're very determined. The the attitude is there for us, and the energy is there to to produce a performance that uh, that can hopefully kickstart our season. Pleasure, thank you. Hi, Jason. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was towards the end of the game. As I said, Jason, for 72, 73 minutes of the game, uh, I enjoyed watching us competing, fighting against a really good team, looking organised, uh, looking compact, Looking creative, having the ball for for periods of the game of what I would expect from my teams, um, and of course the the final fifteen minutes. You know that's what you analyse when you come away and and look to see where we where can be better in those moments. So um, so like I say, there was no lack of energy or fight from the team, um, but we got punished in a in the last sector of the game uh, against a top quality opponent. So our analysis. Has gone into that. The players have worked well. The players that have been here over this off period, and uh, it's been great to get them all back in together. And as I said, the Monday gives us a, an extra few days working with them and having them all back in today, uh, training and working together. They were they look very good. You mentioned to Sky just a moment ago about defending well against Spurs. Is that difficult to? I'm finding it difficult to understand given you conceded six goals mm. five before that. And 22 in seven games so far. So, how do you come to the conclusion that you've defended well in games? No, I've I said that we defended well in that game. You know, that there's obviously key moments, as which I've spoken on, where we've conceded uh, from the two set pieces, like I've said. Um, that's a static, basic um, challenge in the game that, uh, that sadly for us, we, we weren't able to, um, to defend. Uh, but in lots of other moments of the game against a, a, a good team, I thought we pressed the game and defended very well. But we we were opened up a little bit uh, in the last 15 minutes of the game, 
purely in our endeavour to try and get back into the game. So that's that's what we need to manage better. But yeah, the other games I've spoken about those before. We we uh, we haven't defended uh, well enough, of course, fundamentally. Over the course of the season, I mean, hindsight's always a wonderful thing, as you know. Um, do you have any regrets about what you've done so far this season in terms of? You know, decision making, maybe in game, before games, in training, anything that you look back on and think, I made a mistake with this and I could have done better? I'll al- I always am self critical and will always analyse my, my own performance before everyone else. So I suppose in training, you know, where we analyse the training and, and within the games, absolutely. So, um, so that's always constant. You're always looking to see where you can improve. A wise person told me recently about try not to anchor yourself around negative people and try and be around positive people. Do you follow that kind of advice and who do you draw strength with, who do you draw strength from at these difficult times, Brendan? Because obviously you are talked about in terms of your position, mm. how the results have come, but how do you seek strength at this period of time? Yeah, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's easy because I've been coaching and managing now quite a quite a number of years and uh, so obviously with that you learn to to regulate all the noise that that takes place within the game obviously naturally listen if you're bottom of the league and you've and you've lost six or seven games then uh, you're not going to be flavor of the month so you understand that um but uh, i think what, what you learn through experience you don't isolate yourself i think that's that's always important um i i love working with these players I believe that, like last season, that we will come good by the by the end of the season, and we'll we'll get into a good position. It's been a tough start for us, I know that, but I see these players work, and I see their attitude, and and that's something that ultimately gives me strength. And then, like I said, outside, I'm reflective with myself. I'm honest with myself whenever if I don't think I've I've done a good job, but I also know I'm the best person to to help this team move forward. And uh, and that's something that I believe that we'll we'll do in the coming weeks. A couple of things related to the I guess the defensive issues. Lars has been here for a few weeks now. Mm. What kind of impact has he made on set pieces and how you defend them? And I'm also assuming is it about attacking set pieces with him mm-hmm. as well? Yeah, yeah. It's it's all of the uh, situations in that sort of static situation, or whether it's a throw in or a corner for and against so uh so yeah he, he's he's settled in really really well i think james mentioned something after the game and how they bought into to Lars's work and uh yeah he's very thorough he's very detailed and yeah listen it, it's, it's always disappointing you know you come in he's his first game on the bench and he's he's looking at his, the team concede uh, two corners and, and i've said before up until that point we, we've defended set pieces well you know, we concede away at Arsenal, but in the main, over the, the course of the games, uh, we've we've been very strong in, in set pieces. But those two were 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 disappointing from our perspective. So, um, but he, he himself, he settled in well into our into our coaching team. Uh, he's he's got great knowledge, got good experience, and uh, and I think over time here, uh, the club will feel the benefit from that. Danny Ward, um, obviously coming to the side this season after Casper's departure. How is he at the moment, confidence-wise? Yeah, it's like the team, it's, it's been a challenging start for him. Um, 
he's made some really good saves in the games, Danny. But of course, when you concede the goals that we have done, then naturally the the, the spotlight will be on him, uh, especially with with Casper being the number one goalkeeper here for so long. But um, but I repeat, defending as a collective, it's very much um, from the strikers right the way through to the goalkeeper. And uh, as a team, we need to uh, defend better. And uh, I support Danny. I know his qualities. I know his strengths. And I'm pretty sure, again, over the course of the season, he'll uh, he'll find a, a, a higher level and a more consistent level, as will the team. Pardon me. Um, as I'm sure you understand, a number of fans have been angry upset about the recent results and run of form. What is your message to them ahead of Monday's game? Because a lot of them will be looking forward to it, but uh, given recent results, maybe not many either. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Listen, it, it's our job to change the mood for the supporters. There's no doubt about that. Um, we, uh, we, we haven't uh, been to our level this season and, you know, we, we want them to come back I remember when I first came here. I first came into the 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 ground, and the games against Bournemouth and Fulham were real games of energy, and um, and there was a real good feeling around that. And when we were playing well, you anticipated, you felt that they felt that we would win the game. Um, now, of course, the expectations have grown so high over these last few years that now that uh, is deemed that's how it should be and but that's what we want to be we want to be that team that where we go home and away in particular at home that the supporters will come and enjoy watching the team um so that's up to us to change that mood and if they can give us the backing in that and give the players you know that that support on a monday night at the king power it should be a fantastic evening for us and like i say we we, we really want to put in the performance for them because um, last season's result and performance wasn't anywhere near the standard that we would expect. So hopefully this can be the, the performance and result that lifts them, lifts the team, and then we can really look forward then. Is it a must win for you? I, I don't think on that, that way, Jason, because it's it, it's much more important for the, for the club and for the team. Uh, for me, I never think of anything other than winning every game. That we go into, and uh, and this game's no different. You know, we uh, we will train well, we'll work hard, we'll be prepared, and we'll give everything in the game on Monday. And let's see where it takes us. Thank you. The best of pleasure. You. Thank you. Hi, Brendan. Hi, on. you're okay. Um, you you mentioned last season's game uh, against Nottingham Forest. I wonder when you look back on it and, and when these when, when your players look back on it and well about how they feel about that night, how you feel about that night ahead of this ahead of this game. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a challenging day. We we didn't perform, but we actually started the game okay, you know, in terms of a fluidity, but we didn't defend well enough and, and strong enough. That's the reality. Um we uh, we were just nowhere near that the level that's required to uh, to win the game. So, um, so, yeah, it was a very, very disappointing performance. But uh, but now we have the an opportunity to uh, uh, to get the result that we would want in, in the first game of a, a Leicester-Nottingham Forest game for, for a number of years. So, uh, so it's a game that we're all looking forward to. And uh, as I said, that, that game is gone and we now got to really um, 
look to take the game and, and bring a real attitude and energy in the stadium uh, to get the points. I remember talking to you after that game mm. and you talked about how the players <clears throat> maybe didn't have the, have the experience of a of a derby match and maybe that was something that that maybe they were lacking on on the day. Now now they do have that experience and it is very much the same kind of group of players now. How how important will that be? Heading into this game, when perhaps, uh, well, especially when you consider form and, uh, and the table as well, it might even be a little bit more important. Yeah, well, there's no doubt at this stage. It's every game is important. It's uh, you know, especially when you're searching for that first win. But I think the experience of the last game uh, will let everyone feel the importance of the of the tie. It was um, we we didn't do anywhere near enough to to win the game, you know. Or, or have that desire and, and passion that you need to to win the game. So, um, but this is a totally different game. It's it's a new season. Um, the players will be ready for it, and um, and they'll look to get the result that we want. Um, you, you mentioned already about a sense of maybe owing the the, the fans mm. for, for for that day. Is that a conversation that has to be had, or is it something that's just kind of collectively known and doesn't really need to be spoken about? No, we'll speak about that more more closer to the game. But um, but there's no doubt we we want to obviously do it for our team and for the points. But ultimately, you're playing for your supporters. So uh, and on that day, we um, we we didn't do them justice at all. You know, they gave us great backing, great support. They were there in the thousands, and we didn't turn up. So um, so for this game, we uh, will be ready for that, and uh, and I'm sure the crowd will be ready as well. So. That connection and that synergy between the two will hopefully provide a, a brilliant atmosphere and allow us to play our football. Uh, final one, Brennan, but you've <clears> been in, involved in some massive derby games <clears> in, in your managerial career. Uh, but in terms of significance and maybe the, the kind of storm that's brewing around this one, how big does this feel for you on a, on a personal level? No, listen, they're all they're all big games. And any derby game, having been involved in the ones I have, they're... They're always very, very important. But um, but yeah, no, this one feels, you know, significant because of the our position and, and what's gone before. So um, so I'm really hoping that uh, we can look to go and perform and get the win, which I think will be a huge shot of confidence for the players. Because like I say, we're uh, we, uh, we we should have won up until now, but the reality is we haven't. So now we have a great chance in a local derby game at home to go and collect the uh, first three points and it won't be easy but uh, but that's a challenge to go and embrace that and uh, and go and show the qualities and just try to consistently do it over the course of a game rather than 60 minutes or 70 minutes and and, uh, and get the job done Brendan, very best of luck on the Pleasure, thank you, thank you. Hi Brendan, hope you're well Yeah, good I know that you've answered so many questions on, on your future here Yeah, it's no problem but the the flip side of the coin is I, I would imagine you yourself have to be happy. And I'm wondering if you are happy here, what's been a really difficult time for you, but also if the club matches your own personal ambitions. Listen, I've repeatedly said my the, the joy that I have in, in being here and, and working here. Um, as I said, it's a lot a lot of the time here it's been um, it's been on the up. But of course this season it's been it's been a real challenge. So um but I'm really enjoying the moment in terms of looking to to prove that I can steer the team out of it. Um, I've seen enough, knowing that the players are, are close to to doing that. 
Um, we just need to be hardened in certain areas. But from a personal level, it's uh, it's never changed for me. You know, I've I've loved being here. I've enjoyed working here, and uh, and want to continue that. During the international break, both England and Northern Ireland had difficult patches in their criticisms of results for the, with the managers also under a bit of pressure. Does international football management intrigue you, appeal to you at all? It will do at some point in my my career and, and life. Um, but yeah, listen, whatever level it's at, whether it's club or international football, when the, the focus is on you and if you don't get the results, then you know the criticism will be there. So we all understand that. Uh, there's always going to be noise around your, your position and I totally get that but I think what's key is it's it's always perspective for me you know I, I went to children's hospice in Northern Ireland over the international break and, uh, and everything brings you back down to earth again you see kids suffering and, and families suffering and we don't really suffer in football yeah you can lose games of course and be disappointed but in the real world it's not really suffering. So, um, but as managers, of course, we want to get results, and we want to uh, we want to win games, and we want to make our supporters happy. And and whether it's country or a club, that's uh, that's all we want to do. But with that comes pressure, and you have to deal with that. So, just to say as well, you're not really at international football management at some point in, in your career, in the future, perhaps. No, no, it's always been an ambition of mine at, at some point. Um, but I've still got another two and a half years contract here and I'm, I'm very happy and want to uh, finish my contract here and uh, leave the club in the best possible position that it can be in. And just the final one, you mentioned the expectation that the fans have, and it's a perverse way of saying it, but is the club and maybe fans victims of success here because of, of how well the club has, has done under you over the last few years? And does it also highlight the importance of European football for, for clubs like yourself in the Premier League? Well, listen. When you're bottom of the league, it's uh, the, the the supporter of every right not to be overly pleased. But um, I don't know. listen, I think it's always the challenge for clubs like ourselves to be fighting, and and that's what I've always set as uh, the expectation here that we can be fighting for for European football. But of course, for that there needs to be constant improvement. Uh, this season we we haven't shown the improvements as of yet, but I think over the course of the season, hopefully, we can get ourselves into a much better position in the league. So, um, but for clubs like ourselves, it's only it's always going to be a, a huge challenge, but it's a challenge that uh, certainly I relish. Thanks, Brendan. Good luck. Pleasure. Thank you. In a world where cat videos and memes rule the feeds. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Well, as enthusiastic as always, um, but (laughs) I'm not sure it was Jordan or Owen that told me, but they said that Brandon doesn't like to get too excited when he's being interviewed because that way, if you're not that t- the next time, then people read so much into it. So he likes to sort of keep the same tone, and he certainly manages to do that. I mean, it's not not the worst thing to do when you think about it that way. I mean, people like to read a lot into a lot, really, don't they? So I suppose if you if you're monotone, no one can accuse you of standing down in the dumps or cheerful because yeah. you're neither or. So I get that from a certain perspective. 
Oh, I think I was about to say, oh, excuse me. Oh, God, I hate that. You know, when you, you're about to, then you're not, then you are, then you're not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, sneeze over. Uh, two things before we get into the conference, it's uh, the press conference itself, and we'll go through some points that have been raised. Um, I have put a poll in there in the chat. Uh, if City lose Monday night, will Rogers be sacked? And at the moment, it's 50% each, so 50% of us want him to be sacked, and 50% don't. So that's interesting. Um, uh, there's only eight votes, so get voting if you haven't already. Um, the other question I'm going to get you, which is actually a question um, after I wrote it down that Scott made a, a point about, it would just be like Leicester to beat Forest and then go on and um, lose the next few games. We're both out. I think that's fair to say. Now, we've got five winnable on paper games coming up. So that's eight. Uh, sorry six games so that's 18 points we could amass before we face man city if we get or what do you think i mean i've i've written 12 down if we get 12 points out of those 18 would i be happy for rogers to carry on um and i probably got to say in the overall scheme of things yes because the reason i want him out is because we've not winning at the moment but if we do start winning would you change your mind or would you still be well, no, he's got to go, whatever. Well, it's, I, I don't think it's respective of, of changing your mind because most of the time when you get to that decision of of no longer backing the manager to be the, the, the right man to take the club forward, I would still be reserved. I wouldn't be as irate about my lack of faith in Rodgers. In fact, I'd be quite relieved to see Leicester pulling away as quickly and as far away as possible from that bottom end of the table. Uh, the sooner the better, please, if that's possible. Lads, that would be great. But if he won, if he got 12 points, I'd be happy. be far mm. happier than what I am now. But would it immediately change you back to, all right, Rodgers is in? No, it, you have to go back. You, you fall down that ladder. For me, you, you you slowly climb back up it. So it'd be I, I would go to preserve. I, I I wouldn't care too much if he was kept, but I wouldn't. You know, I'm not I'm not enamoured yeah. with twelve points all of a sudden. No, and it's actually fifteen points. Sorry, because the uh, the Aston Villa oh. game is postponed, awaiting. I, I I included that in, and it's not actually a game yet. Uh, so I I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking like, well, every player manager team has a period when they are not in the best place if he's taken us through that and we've come out the other side and we're then like I say with those 11 points that may be 11th in the table I don't know I think I would actually actually possibly change my opinion on it but at the, the moment the, that's the, just problem, a pipe dream. the problem with doing that is um first First of all, you know, people would come out in the woodwork and say flip-flopping and phrase like that. But that aside, the issue with that is, is all of a sudden we go, oh, look, we're 11th, everything's rosy, and then we take the expected L against Erling Haaland because they won't need the rest of Manchester to beat us, even if we are in a winning form by then. Um, but then what if we don't win the next four games after that? So that's another five games after that. You don't need... 
in between. That's why I say reserved because mm. I'd be going, okay, that's an improvement. You're still yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say flip-flopping because I haven't gone around to say that I'd want him to stay. What I'm saying is he would be given the, the games. And I like, I mean, I've I've had staff who have had a, been, they've been all right as sales staff, had a really bad month. And I've gone over to them and said, right, come on, and we have a talk and what have you. And then suddenly they have a really, really good month when everything just clicks and they get back on and it gives them the confidence. And we know winning, uh, you know, winning is a confidence thing. And I just think it would extend his, his stay with us. Uh, Scott oh, it definitely says, would. Yeah. It definitely would extend it. Yeah. Scott says here, Chris, I just think with your poll that if we lose, but we have a fighting spirit throughout the majority of the game, including positive subs being made, and things are changing in the right manner. I don't, I don't agree. I'm going to be totally honest with you, Scott. I don't agree with that at all because we had a good spell um, against Brentford. We had a good spell against Spurs, but we we, we got one point out of those two games. Um, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got to at some point get the three points. Um, um, yeah, because otherwise they're going to really start to doubt if they can actually get them out of it. Right now, it's it's a uh... It's a dad's army, isn't it? It's don't panic, Mr. Mannering, right now. It's yes. like, yes, it looks bad, but it, it's not as bad yeah. as it looks. But if that drags on for another three or four games, well, like <laughs> you said, Chris, Man City coming up, it ain't going to get any easier. So no. something does no. need to give. I mean, I, I, I've, as I say, I've said, and I'll stick by this, that we should have replaced him already so that we've got a new blood coming in for these next winnable games. Because if we don't win these games or we don't get... The, you know, a, a double figures in points, and that's got to be our minimum target. We are going to be cut adrift for memory drift, as the you know song goes. Um, so but he's here, we've got him, we'll see what happens game by game. Um, Spencer saying here, I don't think Top's decision of sacking him will just depend on the result on Monday, I think it will also depend on the display. So, I don't know. I mean, if we play badly and that ball goes in off uh, Vardy's arse then I think that does change things because it's that look that you think, finally, because once you've got that losing and that albatross around your neck, you haven't won yet, you haven't won yet. We've seen it all the time, you know, that it's hard to get out of that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And whilst that's plausible, and I would say our owners are a bit more involved in common sense, we have seen that getting a win or a really shock a positive result sometimes isn't always enough. Um, most notably, I think two teams, same opposition, funny enough. I think it was Norwich got a draw against Man City or maybe even beat Man City. I think and, and Falk was sacked. Uh, I think Salvan Bilic, with, when he was manager of West Brom, I believe he got a draw against Man City but were still sacked um, and sometimes you, you see these occasions happen and you know I think both occasions followed too, they were sacked and replaced quite instantaneously or at least the ball was rolling with the person they wanted in was happening very quick, I think Dean Smith may have took a few days or a week but it was pretty much easy in the discussing terms yeah. and conditions and a billage for Allardyce, I believe it was, was almost instantaneous. Funny yeah. enough with what happened at the Watford merry-go-round. Yes, they didn't yeah. even wait an hour, the poor bloke. 
Yeah. Um, but Basically. that can happen sometimes. So the performance might still have a bearing on it. I'd be happy if it went off a of body's left butt cheek in a 96 minute and we won 1 0. I just but, don't think the performance buys him any time because are we still going to say we've got two draws out the next five games, uh, but we've played really well? I mean, yeah. at what point are we still saying 28 games into the thing when we can't get back? Yeah, that we're playing well, but that we're not winning. And Gray, yeah, we'll, I'm sorry, we'll get... I'm sorry, bad. I'm sorry, this is a rhetorical question. Sorry. And then Gray, are we say, are saying we can score no problem? I would again disagree with that. I just want to fit this question in with you, Brad, before we go on to the conference itself. Um, Rega, watching on Twitch, good evening, sir. How are you? Welcome along. Uh, if you're new on Twitch to following us, give me a follow on Twitch, LTID TV. You've obviously found it because you're watching there, and I'll give you a follow straight back. Uh, could you comment on uh, Soyuncu? Um, Soyuncu's been a problem at the club for way longer than people actually think. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it probably goes back to the first so-called bottle job slash capitulation, as people want to say, even though, yes, in terms of where we were and not being out top four, it looks that way. But in terms of what we are as a club, the fact that we were even competing for top four was an absolute punch of weight. Um, uh, and it seems that the problem's not been able to resolve. Brennan's tried putting an arm around him. He's trying being supportive. And it's he, he's probably in a way felt like he's had that thrown in his face because when he was needed the most, probably, i.e. the start of the season with Fafana, he hasn't been willing. He wants to move and that's the end of it. And whether he's not done it's the greatest deal of... Oh, Brad has frozen there. Um, I, I, I will say on, on, on to that is that I like Soyuncu, um, and it's funny that he can go from being in a team that's bottom of the league and the manager going, hey, I'm stubborn, I don't like you, you're not you're not performing as well as I want to in training, so therefore you are, you're not going to play, to being transferred to Inter Milan, and in two weeks he could actually be... Um, actually be playing in the Champions League. Now, if you're not telling me the something... Sorry, you totally froze them, bro. Yeah, I don't know um, what the hell happened yeah. on my phone there. I if you're telling me that it's it's normal... I mean, again, I mean, let's just take a few points here. Uh, Gray says Cags was rough last season. Look, it is well known last season that all our defenders were going through problems. So Yunchu was being asked to play when he's in what they call that red zone. That zone when... Yes, they can play, but B, they're not totally fit. So if you had a full squad of players, that player wouldn't be brought back. And that's not me. That's Rob Tanner of The Athletic and uh, that's that saying that. So it can kind of going on sort of... Um, I mean, good, none good of what you've been rambling on about since I disconnected, by the way. I've only captured literally what you're saying just now. That's okay. I'm just moved on to the end, moved on yeah. to the next point. So, yeah, he was bad last season, but then he was only playing... Um, not not at full strength, if you like, and that made it worse. Plus, he'd had a bad Euro. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it's we've got to give him some. But the fact that he can go from not being picked for a relegated, threatened team to playing in the Champions League within two weeks, to me, sums, sums Rogers, Rogers up. Um, I disagree. I would disagree because, A, Inter Milan sometimes, these clubs make signings just for the lols. B... I think Kagler has been more of a problem than than Brandon's let on. 
Uh, I think he's been an issue in his own right, his attitude. Uh, we've seen how erratic he can get on the pitch. And if he's like that when his form's bad, that's not easy to contain. And that's not easy to stop that leaking into the rest of the and players. And let's be honest, he was also being played on the left, which is out of position. Yeah. And, and yeah, look, I get there's two sides to every story. And I, I totally respect that he might have been forced to play through bad conditions. He might have been forced to play out of position. And I, I'm, not, I'm not looking at his form, Chris. What I'm looking at is his attitude. And I'm not seeing the sort of player that seems to be... He's away with the fairies. Yeah? He's not been at Leicester for about a year and a half, and he's said. Yes, he's ever the professional. When he's given the opportunity, he can perform at the highest level. But I just wonder if he's going to be one of them players that never realises it, and he becomes like a Ravel Morrison. Not in a, not in that oh. sense, but he'll be one of them players that we're talking about that never really hit a, a potential, even though he was given up ample opportunity. I think he's actually re- reached better than Ravel Morrison as it is already. But yeah, that, that was also you've got to look yeah. at. Mark Albrighton, Nigel Pearson wouldn't play him because of something his missus text, wouldn't play him, wouldn't play him, brought him back, and we went on the great escape. Um, Gray said, well done, Mike. Mike's got his ticket for Leicester Newport. Well done, mate. Um, what's Cags done wrong? Okay, Bournemouth sending off was pathetic. All right, I mean, are we going to blame a guy, Gray? And I have to respect your opinion for one decision. Because if that's the case, Steve Walsh, was a total wanker when he was at Leicester because he got more red cards than anybody else in Leicester's history. And I don't know if he is still top, but at one point he was top of the number of sending off. So let's 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 call Steve Walsh pathetic, shall we? Because it happens. To my mind, yes, it was annoying. Yes, it was stupid. But at least he had a bit of bloody passion about him. <laughs> which a lot yeah. of the players don't. And, so, and, and let's not and let's not forget that Evans lost his, his head mm. that game as well. Evans was just as bad, if not worse, defending that game. And you know, that that that's just a one off occasion. I agree with you on that. But he's he's just his attitude that you see, and I know you know pictures and, and that don't tell all the story, but you do look at him sometimes and feel he's just not here. He's still passionate about football. You can tell that with the fact that when he was told to warm up, he actually was appreciating the fans singing his name. It's it's not anything... It's like one of the things, it's not personal. It's just, I've got to look after my own welfare and I'm not happy here. I want a new venture and I've told the club that. So move me on. And for some reason, there's reasons certain deals that have been floating around, Chris, haven't gone through. I don't think he's actually come out that he's asked to remove. Um... Well... You, you'd you know, there are ways I agree that players will let the manager know they're not happy. Just yeah. search Robbie Savage how he tried to leave Blackburn, yeah. but um, or Birmingham, I think it was to go to Blackburn. So yes, it does happen, but we yeah. will see. We will see. You know, yeah. we don't we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, do we? But personally, no. I'd like to keep him. But uh, I mean, Evans, you know, he's only got to get one injury, and Evans is out for. <laughs> 10 weeks or whatever that's the scary thing you know yeah um, which you know, which and, may uh, also be why i know it's been stretched and we weren't obviously brendan was probably hoping not to lose the the french rackman um that played for us but that may also be why he's he gave a marty the start over so it wasn't a case of Amati being the better of the two centre-backs, it was more the commitment. And, and he, he may have also had it in his head that he thought, well, if Evans get 
does get injured, touch what he doesn't, but if he does get injured, like you just suggested, and it's a month or so, given maybe his age or just the injury he has, at least the has got game time under his belt. And I know people might say that's strange, but you that's what you do as a manager. You think of every single outcome. And if you've got a player that wants to play for you, but is slightly less talented than the other one that doesn't really want to play for you, uh, but is more talented, you've got to make a few... People you've got to make the decision yeah, as to which, which decision comes out as the better percentage. Yeah, one's going know. to be unpopular for a different reason, and, and that's just how football is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one It was one game, though, Gray. Let's not crucify a player for one game. You know, let's do we crucify Schmeichel because he, he gave away a penalty one time? Do, you know, I can say, look at Steve Walsh. I mean, you know, we, th there's times when we've just got to say it was a game. I was at that game, and to be honest with you, when we went 4-0 down, I think it was, had that game gone on for another 20 minutes, we'd have got something from that game because we were all over them. But unfortunately, we did have that awful, awful start. Um, and I, I'm going to move on after this very, very, because we, we, we haven't even started on the um, uh, uh, conference yet. Um uh, but uh, back passes which were boneheaded and missing tackles are all he's doing. There's nothing. There's nothing fickle like like football fans, is there? You know, no, I mean, you don't love being one. You go, yeah, and I, I don't know. He, he, let's have a look that he had the bad season, but he was playing out of position with different players every single game, virtually depending who was fit in the defence, playing out of position. Uh, how many times has he saved us? You know. Anyway, um, Mike thinks he's still being a job past Wednesday. Uh, and as Gray said, no, they all bottled it. I hate that, Gray. I hate that word, bottled it. You know, it's 38 games. And uh, on one occasion, we, you know, last game, one of them was against Spurs, one of them was against Man United. Not guaranteed to win those. So, bottling no, it, I hate that. The problem is, and and I appreciate it, but people get brought in by Sky and BT, and all of them, even the Leicestershire Live do it. They get brought in by turning the game into, aren't Leicester doing well punching above the weight to any team in fourth has, at this point has never not finished in the top four. They make it statistical. And when it becomes statistical, and when Leicester are on a good form, just like what they did when they won the title, how convenient that every game, we when we were yeah. about seven points clear of Spurs, and maybe the FA or whatever went, this is interesting and it's money-making because if Leicester lose this title race now, would we have said we bottled it to get second? I'm sure some fans would have somehow come out to that conclusion. You I can't get into the statistics. You've got to look at no. the club and the principal and what they're achieving. And, and I think, and, in all honesty, had we got into the Champions League, we would have been stuffed. Yeah. We would have been stuffed. Not just that. This not, world. Yeah. Not know, just that, Chris. Sorry, yeah, very I'll, quickly. Very quickly. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, not just that, but I would love to know, genuine hand on heart, anybody in the comments, not last season, the season before, and the season, and if you want to do the season for that, did you really think top five was possible for Leicester? Genuinely, did you hand on heart go, we're going to finish fifth or I this season? We're going to smash into no, I don't think so. And if you did, you're one of the very few. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, yeah, okay. Last thing on, um, why do you read so much stuff? Most of it is garbage. Well, Terry, if I didn't read much stuff, I'd be sat on there going, 
Hmm. Hmm. And what do we talk about now? You know, I'm actually genuinely interested in anything that's Leicester City related. And I will discuss it on here because even if it is the most stupid, you know, even if they said we're going to sign an astronaut next week and play a game on the moon, I would possibly throw it into the discussion because it would create a discussion. You know, if we all sit here and say, and people are going to realise that as we host this here, and as I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of what Brad says, but if I agreed with everything he said, it'd be <laughs> the program would be, yeah, all right, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, and it would not be a dis- <laughs> show worth watching. Some of you might say it's not anyway, but. Um, also, you know, it's like talk sport. If they say, like, Leicester are wonderful, nobody's going to ring in. And they survive by people ringing in. You have to read. And that is why you will get kicked out of the Facebook group if you come in and say you're an idiot for posting that because you haven't got the brains to actually comment on the comment. You are comment, You are just calling the person that's posted it stupid. Um, but we're there to create discussion and some people, not you, Terry, but some people haven't got the brains to have a discussion. Um, where were we? Um, maybe COVID was a great part of not finishing top four. I'll tell you the main thing about not finishing top four is that uh, Arsenal and Spurs were both out of it. That was two teams out of the top six that were never going to get into the top four. And it opened the door for somebody to go through. Do you think, in all honesty, Leicester would have won that league had Liverpool been in better forms and Klopp had had a couple of seasons to bed in? Had Manchester City not decided to sack the manager with two months to go? So obviously the players just gave up. Had Arsenal been playing better than they were? We, as much as we won that and we deserve to over the 38 games, we also have to accept that the other teams played badly. Because if those six top six big six teams don't play badly, there's your top six places. So, again, it's like I say, had that not been given offside in the FA Cup, that would have been the equaliser, and we would have gone on, I believe, to, to, to lose that. Um, Terry Fuller, fair enough, Chris, and Elsie again, true, Chris. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut those two and, and save those two comments. Anyway, the press conference. We did have a look at the press conference. Yeah, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, but the thing is, we go along with the chat and we see where that takes us. Um, but moving on from Soyun Chu, uh, injuries. Um, indeed, he's come back early and he should be fine. Dennis Pratt has been struggling but has come through the last few days, so I think we're okay. I had this conversation with Craig yesterday and when we were picking a team. I hope he doesn't pick Indeedy because I don't think he's on form. I'd sooner see Mendy in there. Yeah, I won't go Mendy. I'd go with Samori because he's been playing and he's looked decent when he's played. Mendy has been reliable, but I think you earn your place... Uh, on, on current season, we can't look at past ones, and for me, for whatever well, reason, we, we some... can't judge him, can we? Well, no, so you can't really. I, I can't put Mendy in that team as much as I know what he's capable of previous. Um, mm. take it on a fresh slate as, as, as we tried to do. Um, that's our, that's our approach here. I put some more in over him because I do agree with you. Yes, he's played that position, but he's been erratic recently, and and mm. again, Wolf is one of them players that's very passionate. 
and, and that this this could be the difference between a passion and aggression, but they're both unfortunately come with the same outcome. And that is they tend to warrant in him giving away penalties and getting cards quite a lot. You know, I'm not a I don't advocate gambling and I'm not a better man unless it's a free bet. You and don't gamble and if you do gamble responsibly when the fun stops, stops. But I if you said that we were losing one nil and Wilfred Dealy or something, pitch, I can guarantee a set piece is being given away from him within twenty five yards and he's getting boxed. And he gives the penalty away. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So it, not necessarily, may, maybe not a penalty, but he, he's given away a free kick in a dangerous area. I'm telling you that. I think, I think I think he's given away a couple. The two that I think we've given away this season have both been in Didi. Yeah, you, you're probably right. Well, again, all I'm thinking with Mendy is that he is a good. He can distribute the ball well. You know, him and Soyuncu, uh, him and Soyuncu, bloody hell, I can't get him out of me mind now. Him and Sumare bring different things to the game. And it's a good point, Sumare. Pratt, again, we both picked Pratt over Tielemans. I mean, if he, you know, if he wants yeah. to play and he's fit, give him a go. It's a Nottingham Forest, for God's sake. No disrespect to them. Yeah. And again, if you're going to, if you're going to go through that process and you, you, you know, you want to give the players, you know, the, the warrant to, to, to do it. I think we've got to start laying down the law with tenements. We've got to say, look, this is no longer a, a, a mm. slow patch for you. You need to show what you can do on a football pitch because I've got a hungry player that wants to wear the shirt probably more than you right now, considering he's got a contract yeah. with us and you refuse to sign. Yeah, maybe we have to be a bit more, he has to be a bit more tough love with him and, and, and that will motivate him. Because if not, I'm right with you there, Chris. I'm saying Dennis Pratt should be in that side ahead of him. Again, not talking talent, I'm talking commitment. Because we know Yuri does have talent there and bags of it. I'm not mm. saying he doesn't, just because he won't sign a new contract. We're not going to lie and sit here and tell us we haven't got a good, very good yeah. player on our hands. But yeah. Dennis Pratt ain't a bad substitute. He's Belgium. You know what Terry, I mean? He's got the same effect. Yeah, Terry says here, and we're going we're to discuss um, Ward later because it comes up in the press conference later. But we've got at nine o'clock a show. Brad's back at nine along with David. And we've got question time. And as you know, we always the question time show is always dictated by yourselves in the chat, the questions you ask. Um, and we always start off with the first question. And the first question that is going to be put to, to Brad and to David is Ward or Everson. So it'll be interesting to see. So check that out. Nine o'clock on Leicester till I die. Uh, good timing for the international break was the next thing. I've got a I've got a theory about this, and hear me out on this one, um, because and a few people have mentioned it. How quick we got Rogers in when Prell was going, etc. Now I'm just wondering if um, the international break came up. And we all said, well, I said, great time to sack Rogers. Two weeks for the new guy to settle in, depending how quickly we can get somebody in, and. Um, then you know he's got all those games coming up to sort of try and try and get some points. He didn't go. He's still in charge. But I'm wondering whether Top has used that international break to actually sound out certain managers. Dyche has gone a little bit quiet, um, but whether he'd use those two weeks to say, "Look, this is the position we're in. If we lose against Forest, then I'm going to seriously consider sacking." Would you be interested in coming to the club if that was the case? So maybe. He's used those two weeks to, to, the, to his best ability. Well, it's, it's like I said earlier on in the show that, you know, a win doesn't necessarily guarantee his job. I'm sure if it's a comfortable 3 0 win, then you're not yeah. going to. But you do know, you think Top's used those two weeks looking at his replacement, is what I'm saying? 
Well, again, that's what I'm saying. Like I was saying, like I was getting to there, is there's no reason to say that's not happening, what you've suggested, because there is that possibility that, funny enough, that this Leicester side that hasn't won a game yet goes out on a Monday night and doesn't win again. And if that happens, they maybe want to make sure they've got somebody who's mm. practically there and investing in the job and going, look, if it opens up and it's available, yeah, I'll take it. Just give yeah. me a call if that happens. And they've got that. I, I, I think that's plausible. Um, it, you know, and, and time will tell. I don't think Obviously, they can sack him. It'd be, it's hard to sack him. We've got all these games coming up and not having somebody in mind. Because if we go two or three weeks, because if, if Rogers goes, Torre goes, which probably isn't a bad thing, but there's a lot of his staff will all go with him. So it's probably a bad well, time to have that unsettlement. Unsettlement? Being yeah, right. I, I know, I know, I know what you meant. Um, yeah. Possibly, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Some, some, some managers immediately go, and some managers tell them to stay, do a job, wait for me to find work, and if the club get rid of you, to get rid of you. Uh, you know what? You know, we know Colo would go with him, but Rogers seems to be immediate in where he goes. So he might say, "Look." Whilst I'm out of work, stay where you are. There's no point in you losing your job and losing out on pay if it's a couple of winning to keep mm. you on. Um, I'll give you a call once I find myself new work. Some managers do like that. Probably I don't think do I'd want Carlo in charge of the team, though, to be honest with you. No, but, but uh, that might not be here yeah. there if they do it that way. Like you said, if they've mm. got three weeks, they've got somebody in charge. And we're not going to yes. like who's in charge either way because it, yeah. it gets, in terms of experience, it gets less and less. Yes. Um, Scott, very quickly again, rhetorical here. Um, why not play an all Brighton? Um, you can pick out a passing as our vice captain. I mentioned that to, to, to Craig yesterday, and he made, a, he made a very good point. Vice captain, you might as well be, you know, house monitor, milk monitor. It, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, True Red is in. Good evening, sir. Uh, he's coming to see how a good team is setting itself up for the, for the East Midlands derby. Um, corners. We can't deny we were disappointed with the two corners, like uh, James said. We do a lot of work and analysis on that. Um, be interesting to see. We've had the new guy's been in the job three weeks. He's had two weeks to get his, you know, round that defence and get these things sorted out. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's not a miracle worker, so we have to be patient. And I and I was impressed with Rogers' response to that because. You see a performance and a defeat in that manner, and you, you almost Mandela effect into thinking that the same problems from set pieces are still there. But realistically, like Roger said, conceded one against Arsenal and two in the Spurs game. Um, unless anybody is going to remember one different, I, I, I agree with Roger. I think they're the only three times we've actually conceded from a set piece. So the, there has been an improvement there, but we've just had, you know, we've had that. Achilles heel, if you will, of of the old problem rearing oh excuse me, rearing its head. So it is it's it's obviously disappointing, but yeah. It, it's helped. Yeah. We're probably Mrs. we're Gray, probably assuming that an international break helps to get yeah. Mrs. Gray has been on the razzle, so we're all going round uh, Mr. Gray's house tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Um, uh, he says he hasn't spoken to the owners. They trust him. Oh, sorry. First of all, I've got to say, to be honest with you, I was rather impressed with Jason. He really did push that point about the defending. And yeah, it, 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 you know, he didn't he didn't let it go. Well done, Jason. Uh Brennan hasn't spoken to the owners, um, but he says that they trust him and expect that will turn it around. Again, uh, we speak whenever top over, top's over. 
I don't know what anybody expects him to say on that. I mean, he went on to say, and we'll ignore all the uh, the Spurs talk. We've been there, seen it, done it. Um, you know, they were saying a noise around the job. What do they expect him to say when they ask him that? Yeah, the problem is we've said it again. Sometimes when you finally get a journalist that asks the question that we all want answering, even though we know how, I'm, even though we sit here and I do it and you do it, I do it when we, when I try and look at things from Brennan's perspective, you know, we actually give the answer. We already know what we're expecting him to say. And it, it, it's pointless. It, that Them questions are part and parcel of the jobs. A lot of the questions today, I know sometimes we want to hear Brendan, Brendan talk more and go more in depth. And it's fair to him. He did more with more of his answers today. I've got to credit where to because normally he's very short and seal approach without the clapping part. But some of them questions were reworded or recycled in different ways. And you even heard it at the end when he goes, I know we've talked about this a lot, but, and it's like, yeah, you can stop asking him then. But mm. I get why they do it. That's just part and parcel of the job. And anyone yeah. that deals with a press conference knows that. Magazines are the same, aren't they? You know a magazine yeah. interviewed the same superstar, whether they've got the same question they've asked them. So it's just part and parcel of the job, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope, like I say, he has had that uh, extra two weeks to have a look on it. And I'm glad he saw the uh, the two goals go in because he, he can see what he's got to work with, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. He'll, be looking, um, he'll probably going, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. But <laughs> hopefully he can solve it. Matty says, uh, really worried for Leicester. You're showing signs of us in 2016 when we got relegated. I think you are Newcastle by the look of it and looking at that picture, Matty, uh, for memory serves me right. Quality individual players, but poor decision-making by management and board. Well, I've got to be honest with you, it could be worse. We could have Steve Bruce there, couldn't we? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, there, there is that way to look at it. I will yeah. say that. Well, you know. Uh, yeah. Ward, uh, like the team, um, it's been a challenging start for him. He's made some really good saves in games, but naturally the spotlight will be on him. Uh, I repeat, defending is a collective, which is something I've shouted out so much when people have been having a go at Ward. It's from the strikers through to the goalkeeper. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be talking Ward and Everson, obviously, in a lot more detail tonight uh, in the Question Time show at nine. But I just think are people forgetting the howlers that Everson did in pre-season, and he made a couple of them. Um, you know, he had. He had one good game against a fourth-tier team who had four shots at him. But funny enough, the defence in front of him was Soyuncu and Vestergaard. Um, he then saved a couple of penalties, as did Ward on a couple of occasions. So I just don't see this clamour for Everson. But I get the fact on the other side that maybe, I've said this about goalkeepers before, do they need to be taken out of the spotlight for a game? Craig thinks he should be and give Everson the chance because it is a no disrespect to True Red. It is Forest. It's not Man City. Um, very, very quickly, because like I say, we're going to cover it tonight. Ward mm. or Everson for you? Ward. Still Ward yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, must win for you. I think every game's a must win. I mean, again, we, we say that a lot. It's a six-pointer. It's El Sacchio that I'm calling it. It's it's a local derby. Uh, somebody said last night, you know, will the players 
need, you know, should they be up for this? Well, I tell you what, after we lost to them in the FA Cup and they saw the reaction of the fans, they're not up for it now. Kick their asses out and rip the contract up. Yeah, there was an argument made for that in the actual game itself, wasn't it? Let alone this one coming up. But uh, mm. it's testament, and I think Brendan said something similar pretty much. Well, I didn't say tear up the contracts as much. He pretty yeah. much said it's a Midlands derby. They, they, you know, they know to be up for it. And then they do. These players know whether they're Leicester born or better or not doesn't matter. You go to a club, you know it's rivals. You learn it's rivals if you don't. And you know them games, no matter if you're a Man United fan, if you're playing in Leicester Forest, guess what? You're up for it. And you should be up for it because you know your harshest critics are going to critique you 10, 100 times worse than losing to Man United or Chelsea at home. They're going to critique you more if you lose this game and your bad performance, not turning up, is going to get critiqued for it. And the biggest critique you're going to get, whether they like to admit it or not and say they care or not, is us fans. And that's that's where it stems down to. You could have an okay-ish performance, but if you play like absolute dog crap in your biggest rival game of that season, you're trash. You've been awful for weeks in fans' eyes all of a sudden, and, and you cannot afford to do that to your career because that's when you maybe then consider taking them out of the spotlight. Mm. I mean, Ward could have a nil-nil as well, just to go on that, by the way. He could concede nothing against Forrest, as far as it sounds. That's why I want to stick with Ward. But anyway. I know, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> True Red says he's on about coming in uh, to, uh, to uh, what support is to uh, fellow tricky trees. All I know is that dogs piss up trees. I don't know if they're any good for anything else. Um I mean, again, he said, I just don't get this. Ward is championship. What is this with Everson Gray? He was awful in the preseason. He, yes, I mean, Ward made a mistake and he made a mistake against Forrest in the FA Cup, but he didn't make four mistakes. Uh, there, was, there was 10 other players, 12 if you include subs that uh, were rubbish as well. I just don't get this call. What has Everson done? to say that he is better than Ward? Honestly, I'm not sure, because I just wonder what these people were saying about Ward when he was saving the penalties against Wolverhampton Wanderers, the mm. Premier League opposition. Where were they when he was saving the penalties against uh, Newcastle United, Premier League opposition? Where were they when he was making saves in the FA Cup runs and League Cup runs that we went on in the earlier rounds? They were saying, oh, safe hands, Casper. Yeah, definitely want him in. In fact, I'd get him in. You know, some were even saying, oh, get him in now. You turned your back on him pretty quickly. Mm. The problem is, yeah. Chris, the spotlight's different. The spotlight in the Premier League is a lot different because I tell you this much for free. Casper was just as error prone in his first yeah. two seasons in the Championship, yeah. let alone six games into. And we into say his life this every time it, it, it is mentioned. Um, yeah. And. Gray, we should have. Well, I tell you what, Gray, tell me. Uh, and I say, I always say, I do respect your opinion, but coming back at you, where would we have got the money from? Because at that time, when the Casper was leaving, we couldn't, we didn't have the money to buy anybody. And what was more important, a defender or a goalkeeper? And I would also question if. If Rogers didn't have faith that Danny Ward would be ready to step up and take the helm, 
when we were making transfers, why did he make that obvious? Mm. Why didn't he go out and go, you know what? I don't need three midfielders. I need two. When we were making signings and in the happy days and nobody had a complaint about what Rodgers was doing, let's mm. remind us of that, shall we, as well. Mm. Um, if Rodgers didn't have faith in him, he'd have known that from pretty much the first season of being there. So he signed number threes and he made it abundantly clear that Smithers and Jakubovic were signed as number threes. And that's exactly what we were. Mm. So he's now hoping that Danny Ward will, you know, repay that faith in him and come good. If he doesn't, then he will. Yeah. But that's simply why he didn't make a goalkeeping signing because he didn't feel the need to. No. And Grace, you say they're saving penalties 80, 90 minutes, uh, 90 plus minutes, Brad. No, but we also won those games. Yeah, we won won those games because he saved penalties. Yeah, you know, just the same as Everson did, but Everson's yeah. only done it once. Ward did it two, possibly three times. And I say, watching Everson in pre-season, would he? Now, don't get me wrong. You know, let's be honest. It, football, it is about opinions. So at the end of the day, he may put Everson in tomorrow, and Everson may go on and have a fantastic, and we win two or three nil and have a first clean sheet, and Everson yeah. prove us wrong. And in which case, I'd be really glad for him. But in my opinion, I just don't see this clamour for him. And Matty, we can't, yeah, we would have loved to have bought this player. We would have loved to have bought that player. We would have loved to maybe have held on to Schmeichel for another season. It was the money situation with FFP that, you know, we could not. Newcastle are in the good position now. Because of where Ashley left them. Hate them, hate him as much as you do. He left you in a brilliant position with financial fair play, which is allowing your owners to go out and spend some money. We're not in a good place with FFP when we can't, we know our owners aren't, you know, pissing oil every time they go to the toilet. (laughs) Our owners uh, are there with the duty free empty shops because nobody's flying. So we haven't got the money uh, because of FFP. So we couldn't go out and buy. If, if Gordon Banks was reincarnated as an 18-year-old and walked in, we couldn't have afforded to sign him. So that's that's the end of it. There's no, no point saying, well, we should have had this player, we yeah. should have had that player. You know, I, sh- I should be pooing gold, but I yeah. don't. And, all, and, all, and also, you say saving them in an 80-90 minute game, well, we wouldn't have won that cup, them cup games without warding goal. And also, some fans are saying uh, are all very high and mighty to want Danny Ward and call him a championship standing goalkeeper when they're, A, we're probably cheering him. I'll reverse it then. Were you guys were you guys out there that won Ward out after six games? Um, were you there also in that small minority that after a year after he made two penalty saves in helping us conquer Seville over the two legs, were you in that minority of fans that still wanted him gone and replaced the year after when he when he's formed it, or did you get behind him? Mm. I just wonder what side of the fence they sit and when it was actually relevant yeah. to a goalkeeper. Gray says, yeah, but Ward has played seven games and is awful. Okay, how good is the defence? Has the defence in front of Ward been absolutely brilliant? Because no. if you take the defence out, a goalkeeper cannot save every shot that is played against him. He needs a good defence. And our defence is shit at the moment. Be honest, yeah. we know all the, 22 goals we've conceded, not 22 of those are down to Danny Ward. Let's get real. Yeah, um, and here's somebody... a question I'll throw out to get it off, to kind of steer it away from the, because of what we're doing later in the show, to get it off to Daniel Ward and Iverson. I'll make a comparison for him. 
this is what something that I actually have heard a lot of Man United fans retract since they realised it and looked at it better, right? Do you remember that season, Chris, where David De Gea was having a right mare, wasn't he? he was cons- they were losing 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, whatever. They were getting beat every week, it seemed. And David De Gea was in goal. And everybody's saying it's time for him to go. He needs to step down. Uh, Henderson needs to take the reins or, or whatever. We didn't realise until I said, uh, until Man- Manchester United fans didn't realise just how many shots David De Gea was facing per game. And over the course mm. of the season, it was nearly double, the, you know, the the, the 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 goalkeeper that conceded the, the second most goals at that point in the season, and then fans sort of went, "Oh well, when you put it like that, I would love, I would love somebody to go and Google it and image it, and whatever, or if you can, and show me just how many go away." <laughs> yeah, you know, just just go and and I, I know that's a big comparison. People say, "Well, it's David Hay who's a world class goalkeeper." Don't want to. No, the same applies. Have a look how many shots Danny Ward had to deal with. Because there is good saves in them shots, you know. He's still mm. got the ability with goalkeeper, but he's probably faced more shots than any goalkeeper in the division. Probably some combined, he say he's faced more of. So I agree with you, Chris. You can't. Dan, I'm on a Dan, I'm on a show for God's sake. <laughs> Don't know if we heard that or not. You know, someone. Why does somebody ring you, and then you cut them off? So they oh, ring him back. He must be free. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Premier Championship brains. I think that's what it is. Um, okay. And somebody says there, Grace says, ah, Iverson has been um, voted player of the season. What's that, Preston? I mean, yeah, put Preston up against Chelsea, against Spurs. How many would they let in? We're going to talk about it more tonight, but I'm sorry, yeah. I just don't get this... Um, um, yeah, I really, really, really don't get it. Uh, Matthew Roundtree, neither of them are Premiership standard. Well, looking at Nick Pope the other day playing for England, <laughs> you could argue he's not Premiership standard, mate. So, uh, no, the defence is non-existent. I see, Gray, it is. So, what, <laughs> you know, what can the, you know, why, why did one of the reasons we could have won the Premier League is because we had a good defence. Fuchs, mm-hmm. Morgan, Hooth. And Simpson, how good were they? So you could argue that Schmeichel had a, probably one of his easier seasons. Um, but um, I, I, we're not going to say we're not we're not going to carry on with this because we're just going to have one last thing and then we're going to go because I have got another shot, uh, another show at. Well, we both got another show at nine. You're on it with me, and I need to get it prepared. Um, he's asked first of all. Finally, is he happy here? And does international management appeal? Uh, I mean, you're going to say yes to both of those, aren't you? Well, yeah, you're just going to say yes to that. Um, well, actually, I don't know. Some managers never want the international circuit, um, either because it's just not for them. Some managers don't all enjoy it. Majority will say yes to both of them questions, obviously, but definitely the first one. But the talks of international managers, you'd be surprised. Not all managers actually see it as an ambition of theirs they want to do. I mean, it's probably some managers that would avoid the England job like a sack of it for <laughs> how we could be. But, um, yeah. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at Gray here. I'll be back at nine to continue this discussion. We're on, <laughs> mate. We're on. <laughs> Get your arguments writ up. We're ready. <laughs> we are yeah, We are ready, willing and waiting. Even Brendan's wait, ready there. Look at that. What more can I say? Go on, Brendan. 
it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what he's sticking his thumbs up at. If I put them a bit lower, it could have been up our arses. Um, no, we'll keep yeah. them where we are, Sam. We'll keep them where yeah. we are. We love football. We're passionate about our club. Um, uh, yes, I could say that about... Um, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, being a Newcastle fan, Matty, obviously quite rightly, is is saying how good Nick Pope is, and quite right. Um, but, you know, you're not having the greatest of season yet, Matty, for the money you've spent. You know, you're still stuck in mid-table. You've only won one game all season. You've just drawn a lot. Um, he did cost us that third goal, which would have won us the game against Germany. wouldn't have made any difference, but uh, we would have won it. And yes, I could say Harry Maguire cost us the other two, but we're not talking Harry Maguire. We're not talking defect. We're talking goalkeepers. And what I'm saying is Nick Pope, the sun doesn't shine out of his arse. Um and sort of, you know, maybe, you know, if Newcastle finish in the fifth, and I love Newcastle, then, you know, we can look at it. Uh, it's very hard to judge any new goalkeeper in a new club over seven games, and that includes promotion. I just don't get, you know, why aren't we calling out for Smithies to be playing? Because Smithies has had, um, I think he's been in the Premier League either with Cardiff, Cardiff or, or one of those. Cardiff, Sorry? I believe. Yeah. Cardiff City, so, I believe. So he's got Premiership experience. Oh, no, was, it, had, was it? Was it? Was it Huddersfield? Huddersfield. He was in the Premiership. We got him from Premier League experience. Well, yeah. Let's put Smithers in. On that point, <laughs> I will leave yeah. you, Brad, mate. Um, you launched your new channel the other day. You got a little bit confused over the uh, over the times. But, yeah, and days <laughs> and weeks and months and everything else. I went and did exactly the same as you with the Nottingham Forest fan. Oh, <laughs> but, wow. Uh, what, 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 what is it still a matter of opinion? No, the process has been changed. It has morphed into what will now be known as top 10 battles. And summary of it, there is the latest video that will explain it all, but it basically is exactly what says on 10. I've got a regular co-host in Dan from Turfmore House, if you know him. Uh, he will be my regular co-host. Chris will be in as and when he is, and depending on the subject. But basically what will happen is each week I will we will have a top 10 subject. The first one is football grounds. That's any football ground around the world, as long as they still exist. And just so people don't think I go Leicester, I'm not using King Power. Dan won't be putting Turf Moore in his top 10. Not that he'd put Turf Moore in your top 1,000. But still, he's not allowed to use them anyway if he wants to. Premises, we'll go head to head, put ours up. Let you guys debate which one. I think, I think, I think, I think Brad has the longest links to his. To I know. It's, it's, what is it's it called, Brad? What is it called? It's called Top Ten Battles. So it's just I want it. I'm so expressive in how I explain things. I do apologise, yeah. but yeah, top that's, ten, that's top ten battles uh, on Leicester on YouTube. That's what it's called now. Yes, that is yes, the new is. official name. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Go and sub to it if you haven't. It's going to be great moving forward. He's relaunched the channel. Fantastic new way it's going to be. Um, and a, a couple of good co-hosts as well, if I say so myself. Brad, yeah. we'll, we'll see you at nine. And I'm yeah, sure we will continue with the Ward-Iverson debate. I've, <laughs> I can't got wait. A, I've got a funny feeling some people in the comments are very eager for nine o'clock already. So I'm I think they me. are. There's one or two. One or two are saying that. <laughs> I will see you then. Thanks a lot, Brad. See you later, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to Brad there. Oh, look there. Get get, get past Brendan. Uh, right. Uh, I will see you at nine. Brad will be back at nine. Um, I will be back at nine. And David will join us. And we'll, 
we might end up the whole show just talking Ward Everson. Who knows? But it's your show. You ask the questions. We ask them in um, in the chat, uh, in the show from whatever. But we're going to start with that. We always, I always ask the first question to get us up and going. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining. Respect everybody's decisions, everybody's comments. Uh, we do respect what you say. Um, we don't always agree with you, um, but we respect your opinions. And like I say, if if we all agreed on everything to do with football, these shows and things like that would be a waste of time. So thank you all for your comments. Please keep them coming in. It gives us something to talk about. Uh, so thank you. And if you've been listening on podcast, thank you very much. You can take your earplugs out now. I'll see you at nine o'clock. Take care, guys. Please pop in and join us for that one. I think it might just get a bit lively. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. They think it's all over. It is Sports Social Podcast Network. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.